Hey, what's happening? I know I'm cutting it kind of close. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. <clears throat> Once again, welcome back to another fun-filled, action-packed episode of the Morning Star Show featuring Superslide 75. I am your host, Superslide 75. I want to give a shout out to Ron on the boards, our producer extraordinaire, Cindy Ashby. Uh, the call-in number is always is 646-547-1305. That's 646-547-1305. Visit us uh, always on www.onthewakeup.com radio.com we're also on soundcloud youtube itunes google play stitcher spotify and now iHeartRadio for replays <clears throat> also please feel free to donate whatever amounts go to the website and airtime it's a labor of love but we still live in a costly world if you do appreciate the free content please help us to keep the message uncensored and free you can always donate through paypal at on the wake up radio at gmail.com also you can find me on youtube under super slot 75 or my backup channel which I am currently streaming on right now. It's called Heavily Flawed Individual. Merchandise is always available at teespring.com forward slash super slash 75. Also, uh, go follow On The Wake Up on YouTube. I believe we're at like 935 subscribers. Want to get us to 1,000, hopefully before the night is out. All right. So, movie breakdowns. This is what we do here. Um, so, the first breakdown I want to talk about. <clears throat> first, let's give a shout out to Netflix. I think Netflix is currently leading the way in the most uh, demonic and satanic shows that uh, <laughs> streaming services have to offer. <laughs> so I, I think without question, Netflix, when it comes to their uh, to their occult references and, and original content, uh, I think they're they're ahead of everybody. <clears throat> so what we're going to talk about is Eli. Now, Eli is not original works from Netflix. I believe Paramount had the rights to it and was supposed to be, it was supposed to go the major theater routes, but it, the deal fell through. Netflix picked it up and I'm glad it did because after watching this movie, uh, it would have bombed at the box office badly. Not saying it's a bad movie. Just it, this movie was not ready for, for um, the box office. So let's get into Eli slight twist. Um, and I appreciate a good twist. So um, in the beginning, Eli appears to suffer from, Solar Uticaria. It is called a sun allergy. Uh, first, let me get let me shout out to uh, Big B for the uh, 
uh, uh, super chat. Thank you, sir. Uh, when sunlight activates, uh, it releases histamine in the skin cells. This is what is called an antigen antibody reaction. Some sometimes results in hives. All right. So some cases in particular wavelengths can trigger a reaction like to UVA's and ultraviolet light. Okay. So that's kind of the, the, the backstory. So we think he's allergic to the sun. In fact, he's allergic to everything outdoors. All right. So Eli lives in a bubble. He wears a protective suit and is basically allergic to everything outdoors. Uh, the parents drive across country to a, spe- to a specialist, to take him to a specialist that can cure him. Okay. Eli meets Dr. Horn and her two nurses, uh, Barbarella. Nope. Barbie, Barbara and Maricela. No, Barbara and Maricela. All right. One black, one Spanish. Okay. And then he's in this, uh, the new environment, the new, it's a, it's a giant home that's been turned to a facility. Uh, Eli is able to take off his suit in the home. Uh, the plan is to give him a three stage treatment of viral gene therapy. His immune system produces too much of a chemical and it leads to a de- defective rad one and rad two, uh, and gene and genes for all you genetic people. You know, that's, that's, that's your thing. All right. So then. As he's walking up the stairs, the two nurses give him a crazy look, right? So off the bat, you know something is up, okay? So then um, Dr. Horn is a virologist, all right? Uh, So then Eli's first night, an apparition, he sees an apparition uh, breathing on the glass window in his room, and it wipes its fingers across the glass, okay? And so then he's visited by a mosquito, okay? Now Eli's first treatment, he's strapped to a table. Uh, the nurses are very harsh, uh, very uncaring, very matter-of-fact-like, okay? Uh, Eli's problems began four years ago, he tells uh, Dr. Horn. Eli's given an injection of a virus to help reset his immune system. A chunk of his flesh is removed, and as Eli uh, passes out from the from the anesthesia, he sees a figure, uh, the reflection of a figure in one of the uh, operating tools, Okay. <laughs> So then Eli has a vision that he's being tortured and, and then, he, then he wakes up. Okay. He has an IV drip in his arm. And then he meets a little girl named Haley. Haley, Haley throws a rock at his window to get his attention. They talk. Haley shows him a trick. She lights a, a twig on fire with her bare hands. She says she used to be afraid of fire. Uh, Haley says Dr. Horn is shifty. Eli goes snooping around and meets one of the appar- another meets another apparition. Uh, then Eli's dad shows up. Eli tells his folks, "There's another person here." Eli's mom says, "It's the drugs you're on." Eli is me- reading a magician's book, and he learns how Haley does her her lighting of the twig without the matches in her hand. Then he learns how to pick a lock. Eli is visited by another apparition. Eli writes his name in the window. And the apparition adds an, a letter E on the end of it, spelling the word lie. Okay. Eli spazzes out and his parents show up. Okay. Eli's second treatment. A, a chunk of flesh is drilled from the back of his head and he's given a solution that burns inside his veins. There's a conflict that arises between the parents. The dad says to the mom, you really think praying is going to help. Okay. So then at dinner, Eli tells his parents he thinks the doctor is making him sicker. 
That night, Haley visits Eli, but Eli is visited by another apparition again, and the spirit destroys his room. And the word lie is scratched into his drawer or his dresser drawer. His parents blame Eli for the damage. Eli tells his parents he did not do it. Okay. Next night, Eli tells Haley he thinks the house is haunted. Haley said the kid before him named Perry said the same thing. Haley says after treatment number three, Haley never seen Perry again. Eli is dragged by the spirits to the decontamination room. And then in the reflection of the, of the glass on the ground, he sees the three spirits. Okay. Eli's parents and Dr. Horn find him. Eli tells his parents about Perry and accuse Dr. Horn of lying and then passes out. Eli wakes up in bed with another IV drip. Dr. Horn and Eli's dad are having a secret conversation. Dr. Horn tells him the treatment isn't working properly and gives Eli diazepam while the mom watches on. Eli and mom have a heart to heart talk regarding his dad's behavior and his viewpoint. Eli fakes taking the drug his mom gave him. Haley visits Eli again and asks if she thinks the ghosts are trying to help him or kill him. Eli figures the word lie is the number 317. Eli goes snooping into the medical wing of the house, picks the lock of the cabinet file, and finds the case files for the first three patients, including Perry, and they all died after treatment number three. Eli's mom asks her husband, what were her and Dr. Horn talk? What were he and Dr. Horn talking about? He tells her that there's a chance the treatment can kill him. This leads to an argument, and the mom decides to leave with her son. Dr. Horn hears them arguing. Dr. Horn convinces the mom to stay. Eli then tries to tell his dad what he found. Eli's dad then drugs him. Eli, Eli then barricades himself into a room. And then uh, follows the mosquito to a hidden room passage downstairs where he discovers the bodies of Perry, Lucius, and Agnes. Dr. Horn and the parents then lock him down in the underground cellar. Later, Eli's moms come to visit him. Eli fakes like he's sleeping, then hits her in the head with a lock and then escapes. As Dr. Horn sets up for treatment number three, Eli is trying to break the glass while Haley is watching. Uh, Eli's mom discovers a crucifix with a hidden dagger. Haley tells Eli he's stronger than the others and to don't be afraid. Eli's mom then discovers the three bodies. Eli is strapped down on the table. Rose, the mother, threatens to kill Dr. Horn with the dagger and tells her husband the truth. Dr. Horn says gene therapy would have worked if he weren't so strong. The husband fakes like he's going to help Rose and gives the horn dagger to uh, gives Dr. Horn the dagger. Dr. Horn says she can still save his soul. Dr. Horn throws holy water on Eli and it burns him and tells him he didn't do anything wrong, but he will. Where have we heard this before? This sounds like the omen. Oh, my old heads, the first omen. I forget what year that came out in, but this is it's, it's, it's taking a lot from the omen. OK, so let's continue. Uh, Dr. Horn begins to cite holy prayers about scattering the army of darkness. Eli's powers come online. And right before Dr. Horn stabs Eli with the dagger, he telepathically stops her mid strike and burns off his shackles. 
and then makes Dr. Horn stab herself in the shoulder. Eli then forces the nurses into the air and asks his mom, what were they putting inside him? While she begs Eli to let the nurses go. Now, while they're doing this conversation, the nurses are literally spinning around the room upside down in a crucifix position. <laughs> okay. Uh, the nurses are spun around the room. <laughs> Eli's mom tells him it was holy water. Eli asks her, what am I? Eli then says, uh, sets Dr. Horn and the nurses on fire. She says, you're my son. Eli asks, and my father. She says, for so long I prayed every day. Eli asks, pray to who? And the flying nurses, the bodies crash against the wall. She said, the Lord didn't answer me, but your father did. He promised me you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be like him. He lied. The devil always lies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was a nice twist. Okay, so then Eli's dad, um, he gets up and attempts to stab Eli in the back, just like the first omen. I'm going to go on a little rant here. Why is it in all these movies, it's always the woman or the mother that always attempts to reach out to the dark side? You ever notice that in these movies? It's the woman that goes to ask the devil for a child or for this and this and that. And at the very end, uh, it's the, up to the father to kill the, the child and the mother somehow fucks it all up to save the child, knowing this child is going to be the the damnation of the world you see these 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 current motifs always with these type of movies okay so let's continue eli's mom says i wanted you so desperately forgive me then eli snatches off her crucifix necklace as eli walks out of the out of the out of the house it is engulfed in flames uh, eli finally masters his powers Haley is waiting outside and tells him i knew you were stronger than the others uh, Perry, Lucius, and Agnes were his, were his half siblings. She says, "Dad gets around," and as her eyes flash red, Eli said, "You knew the whole time. You could have just told me." Haley says, "You have to walk the path for yourself," and that Dad says, "You have to earn your place." Uh, Haley offers to take Eli to meet his, their father. And then they have the, the mother drive them off in the Jeep off into the night. This is what this movie would have fucked up badly at the box office. But it was like I said, nice twist. Um, it was it was interesting how we were all rooting for Eli. Right. And then there's a picture of the three nurses with Dr. Horn. They were originally nuns. So I, I think that that little cut scene kind of put everything in together at the very end so at, at, we were rooting for the wrong people guys we were rooting for the wrong people you're he, he rooting for the wrong guy <laughs> so all right that's eli netflix go check it out now um let's get into the watchman episode four the absolute best show on on uh cable tv right now hands down the watchman let's let's break out the notes for that Watchmen, Watchmen. Okay. The Watchmen episode four. There's a married farming couple, the Clarks. 
they're visited by Lady True, and she offers to buy their house plus the 40 acres. Lady True says to the family, to the to the to the the couple, she says, legacy isn't in land, it's in blood, passed to us by our ancestors and by us by our children. And the Clarks have no children, and they'll be extinct. Lady True offers, uh, she owns, uh, she runs out of portfolio. She owns a bunch of fertility clinics. She owns, she owns fertility, fertility clinics and cloning centers and medical facilities. Okay. Okay. So Lady True tells Mrs. Clark, uh, you were told your eggs weren't viable. She offers the Clarks the chance to have a baby. <laughs> Lady True says she's already made them a son from her eggs. And offers the, her them the son plus five million dollars in relocation fees. Okay, so this lady literally shows up at the doorstep with their kid, with a brand new kid from her from her eggs and his sperm. All right, they sign a deal. The classics accept when the asteroid lands on the newly purchased property. Okay, so now we get to Angela. She is cleaning the ba- the bakery of any evidence from Will, and gets another call about more descendants from the Heritage Center. Angela breaks into the Heritage Center to get results of her family tree. She learns about her grandparents, Obi and Ruth, which is Will's parents. Angela tells the pic, uh, she's talking, she's looking at the picture of Will. She says, uh, leave me the fuck alone. Angela runs out to see her stolen car that was destroyed from episode three. So the car that fell from the sky, that was Angela's car. Initially, it was stolen. But remember, because Will was in the car, uh, someone had a crane with the with the with the magnet took the car away. That was the car. So at the same time, Agent uh, Baker is out there laughing. That's when she got off the phone call with Doctor Manhattan. Okay, he heard her joke. All right. Angela sleeps in the kids' room and has a conversation with Topher. The girls ask Calvin. Where did Uncle Joe go after death? Calvin then tells them he went nowhere. That was interesting. Angela visits the looking glass in uh, the bunker. She gives him Will's pills to have him uh, examine the pills. Angela gives looking glass Judd's clan outfit so Blake cannot find it. Blake uh, dumps Will's belongings in the garbage train and discovers she's being followed. Uh, there's a guy in a silver suit. Now, I think it's Perry because he's he's built like Perry, skinny, wiry, whatever the case may be. OK, so then she chases the <laughs> the silver guy and then he lubes himself up and then slides down a sewer grate. OK, so he escapes Angela <laughs> back at the station. Senator Kane thanks Angela for saving his life. I think Senator Kane had this staged. That's my theory. Okay. Uh, Blake is the interim chief. Blake found uh, mystery prints on Angela's car. Prince came back as William Reeves. Reeves was a cop in the 1940s and 50s. She surmises Reeves uses a wheelchair because she found wheelchair, wheelchair tracks at the crime scene of where Judge, Judge was hung from the tree. Angela denies knowing Will. Blake mentions thermodynamic miracle. 
something her ex used to mention. It's a science word for it's all connected. Okay. Blake then mentioned she talked to her husband, uh, Calvin. Uh, Blake concludes people who, uh, who wear masks to hide the pain, driven by trauma, obsessed with justice due to injustice they suffered as a kid. Blake admits she used to wear masks and gives PD permission to tell her trauma. The comedian and Silk Spectre are Blake's parents. Now, remember in the comics and in the movie, the Silk Spectre took up after her mom. Okay. Uh, remember also in the movie that the comedian tried to rape Silk Spectre in, in, the, uh, in the game room. Okay. All right. Petey, Blake, and Sister Knight visit Lady True. Blake suspects one of Lady True's jets were used to steal Angela's car. Blake meets True's daughter, Beyoung. Just okay. And then Beyoung tells Blake they're building a device that tells time. This is in reference to the millennial clock. Blake and Knight meet Lady True. Blake speaks to Angela in Vietnamese. She says to, to Angela, your grandfather wants to know if you got the pills. Angela responds in Vietnamese, tell the old fucker he can ask me himself. Blake looks at a bust of Adrian Veet. And it's in the, the bust is uh, it shows his Veet's current age. Blake says it looks like shit because he, he, he looks so old in the bust. All right. Ozymandias is fishing. He's trap fishing. He picks up two baby clones, puts them in an incubator, turns on the incubator, and listens to reggae music. I think it's called Do Your Thing, while they grow into fully adult-sized humans in literally two, three minutes. Gives them a complete rundown. He calls them flaws in this thoughtless design. To be alive, you must have purpose, and they have none except to serve. He's killed all of his prior servants. They're all clones. Everybody in Ozymandias' castle that serves him, they're all clones. Okay? Uh, and then he tests his catapult using one of the dead servant bodies. As the bodies go into the air, it disappears. As Ozymandias is watching through his telescope, Veidt's been on in purgatory for four years and calls it a prison. Now, we assume that it's he's on the moon. That's that's the logical uh, theory that we all pretty much agree that he is currently on the moon via Dr. Manhattan. Okay. Angela returns home. Calvin is reading things fall apart. Angela is upset. Calvin didn't tell her about Blake coming to the house. Here's the weird thing with that relationship. It was very uh, reversed. Okay. Calvin acts like a housewife. Angela acts like a working husband. Okay. You had to, you would have to see that banter, that particular conversation in real time. And you would see, you know, you would be you said to yourself, you know what? He acts like a woman. And she acts like the man. So clearly uh in this series, they're they're pushing that that trope again. Uh the, the effeminized emasculated male, the masculine masculinized, you know, female. So Everything we've been kind of complaining about in the media as far as black man, black woman relationships, it's in this series. 
unfortunately. But let's continue. Okay, Calvin tells Angela he didn't know she had a grandfather. Calvin had an accident in Vietnam. They didn't get into it. Okay. Uh, Young wakes up to take out her IV, then tells her mom she had a nightmare. She was in a village. Men came and burned it and made them walk. She says her feet still hurt. Young is a clone. Now, we're not sure if Young is a clone of Lady True or a clone of one of her ancestors. Okay. But she is definitely a clone. Because she had prior memories. All right. Okay. Moving on. So then True says good and refuses to walk her back to her bed. And Beyond tells Will good night. Lady Trio tells Will she's concerned and tell him to for him to tell Angela who he really is. Will says she won't listen. True's concern is when family gets involved, judgment gets cloudy. Feet get cold and you're not in it. Will says his feet are just fine and asks how much longer. Lady True says three days. Three days. Um, Will says in three days she'll know what he did and she'll hate him for it. Will says he is all in, all the way in and starts saying tick-tock, tick-tock while looking at the millennial clock. In scene, that is the that is episode four. So we're not sure if this happens in real time. If three days means three three separate episodes, right? Um, I'm assuming it, it would. So uh, right now, that that's where we're at as far as the Watchmen. But yeah, definitely pay attention to uh, the dysfunctional relationship between uh, Angela and her husband Calvin. Uh, it is what it is. All right. With that being said, I'm gonna take a quick break. And we're going to get back into some more movie breakdowns. Be back in two and two. Okay. I'm not even mad that you, I, I don't even blame you, bro. I don't blame you. It, it's deep, man. Yeah, it's deep. It's deep. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you watch shows like that and you compare it to shows like Power, it's like, who, who y'all kidding? Like, Spend some real money, hire some real writers, and uh, it's it's not even it's a joke. The the level of uh, talent and just create creativity between the two shows. It's just it, HBO doesn't mince when it comes to their, to the writing in their shows. Like they have some of the best shows, best writing. Period. You know. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the last two, yeah, they they fucked that shit off. They. <laughs> Yeah, that that was I, I I don't know what that was on purpose to sabotage the shit the way they did. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's all you remember, yeah. 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 He said, not no more, that's fucked up. Uh, oh shit. Nah, that's no, nah, we can just do the one. You're right, but I, it's just um. Well, hell, even snow snowfall, I put over power. Uh, writing wise, you know, it's a far much better written show. But power has the star factors. It's enter. I mean, it's highly entertaining, even though the shit just makes no. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Snowfall is a much, much, much better written show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't, I haven't watched The Godfather of Harlem yet. I'm not interested in that, to be honest with you. I'm just like, uh, you know, okay, another drug dealer. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Yes, I am. All right, and we're back. Uh, welcome back to the Morning Star Show featuring Super Slot 75. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Ra on the boards, our producer uh, Cindy Ashby. Also, find us on www.onthewakeupradio.com. 
Facebook.com. We're on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio. Call-in number is always 646-547-1305. You can find me under Superslot75 or on the backup channel that we're currently streaming on is Heavily Flawed Individual. Also, please feel free to donate any amounts to go to airtime and website. It's a labor of love, but we live in a costly world. If you appreciate the free content and message, please help us keep the message uncensored and free. You can always donate through PayPal at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. Um, okay, let's get into it. Uh, Dr. Sleep. Unfortunately, this movie did not do good at the box office first week. I'm disappointed. I will say this. There was two things wrong with Dr. Sleep off the top. First thing, a first problem I had with it, it was too long. This movie was two and a half hours. It was at least 20 minutes too long. At least. The th- second part I had problems with it that they, they made the old lady into a joke. And if you know what I'm talking about, the old lady, if you watched The Shining, if you'd seen The Shining years ago, all my old heads, the old lady, the, the creepy old lady in the bathtub, they turned her into a, a running joke pretty much towards the, at the end. But nonetheless, uh, Dr. Sleep, man, listen. Uh, wow. I was impressed. I was almost floored at all the things they put into this movie. And we're going to go into it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay, so now, backstory, backstory. I would suggest, if you haven't watched The Shining, shame on you. Stanley Kubrick, the movie's, what, 40 years old. I think everybody pretty much remembers, you know, uh, Jack Torrance, played by uh, Jack Nicholson, Running in the maze in the snow with the axe, shouting "Danny," yeah. <laughs> and, and you remember, remember him hacking the, the the bathroom door, talking about uh, "Here's Johnny," like, and then Scatman Carruthers, who originally played Dick. Okay, uh, we remember the two twins. Uh, okay, so you definitely have to, if you haven't seen it, I would say definitely rewatch it. Okay, um, it would help. With some backs right now. First things first, all you book purists, because the first thing I'm tired of hearing people complain is when they move it from the book adaptation from to a to a movie. Listen, it's never going to be the way you want it to be. Get the fuck over it. Oh my gosh, there's so many people. Uh, it's not like the book. It's not like the book. I get it. I read the book too, but I'm not going to complain. Okay. Now, first things first. Danny Torrance, he's a telepath. He can see into the future. Okay. Um, amongst other things now and and when he was little it only gave glimpses of glimpses of what his power set was but he was still a kid now he's a grown-ass man you know but uh danny has some 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 habits and some vices that kind of uh depowered him a bit but for the most part he's a telepath uh he can see into the future the uh, antagonist in this story uh the true knots the true knots are semi-immortal energy vampires. Uh, they extract victims' powers. Uh, they call it steam. Now, listen. If you didn't believe all the stories we would tell, uh, the reports of the adrenochrome and walnut sauce and how they torture children and scare them to, to, to excite the, the molecules in the blood and they drink the blood and it gives them a high, I, t- I said maybe three, four months ago in a live stream, I said Hollywood will start showing more kids being tortured on film. I said that. And godly, um, the torture scene in this particular movie 
so disturbing, so disturbing. Listen, it got it, it was so bad for me. I'm like, this kid's not acting. They're really fucking him up, <laughs> you know. And uh, the little boy actor Jacob Tremblay, Jacob Tremblay was in that movie. Uh, he's in a bunch of movies now. He had, he came out with a little. He had a little X-rated raunchy movie. Him and a little black boy and a little white boy. It's like the little Project X movie, whatever. But Jacob Tremblay acted so well in this movie as far as being being tortured. I'm sitting here like this is not right. I feel bad watching this shit. And then on top of that, because I'm going on a rant right now, what kind of parents? Would want your kid to act, take a role being tortured. Okay. I know it's acting and all, but then it's not acting because that sit, it sits in that kid's subconscious. Okay. Um, you would have to watch the movie just for the torture scene. And you sit here and tell me that kid was acting. Okay. That was no fucking act. That was, it was beyond believable. But let me, I'm, I'm getting off, I'm getting off course. Okay. Members of the True Knot. Rose the Hat. She was born sometime. She was born in uh, uh, County Antrim in Ireland. She was converted in the mid nineteenth century. We got Snakebite Andy. Now in the book, Snakebite Andy and Rose are lovers. Not in this movie. In the book, yes. Movie, no. Okay. She's a pusher. Her powers. Uh, she has power of influence over men. Okay. We have Barry the Chunk. We have Rose's lover in this movie. Crow Daddy, okay, and then we have the old man, the old patriarch, Grandpa Flick, okay. Now um, you're gonna hear Tony mentioned in this in this movie. Tony is what Danny would call uh, the shiny, okay. He gave it a name because it would show up when he needed it to to, to activate, okay. Uh, so now, circa 1980, a little girl named Violet. She meets Rose the Hat, so they're at, they're they're uh, they're like a traveling gypsies. They travel via RVs, okay, and they're at an RV park. And Violet's like, "Hey, mom, I'm about to go play," and she's mom's like, "Okay, stay close." So Violet meets Rose the Hat. Rose lures Violet in with magic tricks. Now Rose is a telepath, because uh, not Rose, but um, Violet. Violet's a telepath. Because there's a trick. Rose says, says, she asks Violet, what color is the flower? And Violet says, oh, it's it's violet. She guesses it. And then Rose eats the flower. And Violet's like, well, we don't eat flowers. Rose says, yes, you do. The special ones taste the best. Flashback to a young Danny at the Overbrook Hotel when he first meets the old lady in the bathtub. Okay. Now, when I keep mentioning the old lady in the bathtub, it, she turns into a joke at the end, basically. Danny and the mom, they now live in Florida. This is after what went down uh, at, 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 at over, Overlook. Okay. Uh, Jack is dead. They went somewhere warm. Okay. Uh, the ghosts of the hotel have followed Danny. Okay. Danny hasn't spoken since the events. Danny wets himself. When seeing the old lady in the bathroom. Okay. Danny then talks with Dick. Dick, uh, if you remember the shiny, Scatman Carruthers, the ballhead brother. He too also was a, a telepath. All right. So Danny talks with Dick. Danny tells Dick she found him and she keeps coming back. 
Dick tells Danny the shiny was like a battery to the ghost. The world is a hungry place and the darkest things are always the hungriest. Dick gives Danny a box to put the ghosts in. Okay. So now Danny mother, Danny's mother finds him in the park. And then as the camera pans out, you see the missing poster of Violet. Okay. Now back at home, Danny goes to the bathroom to confront the old lady in the tub. He puts her in this in the first, she's his first victim. He puts her in a box. And then comes back into his room in the, in the kitchen. I mean, in the living room with his mom and begins talking like nothing ever happened. Okay. Flash forward 30 years later. Danny is a cokehead and alcoholic. After one night stand, he had to, the one night stand is pretty bad. So there's a, he's about to leave. She steals his money. Here comes his little, this, this toddler. So she's passed out. He gives the toddler some cheese nips and puts her on the bed. He's like, oh, my money's missing. So he goes in her purse, sees she took his money, and he's about to take his money back. Dick shows up. <laughs> Dick, tell, Dick tells Danny, don't take all the money. Okay? So then we flash forward. Uh, Crow has found a new victim, potentially. Or either a new victim. What the, what the knots do is either bring you into the knots, they'll either convert you, or they'll, they'll, they'll drain you. Okay? So Crow is like, oh, we could probably use her. So they're in a the movie theater watching Andy do her do her thing. Snakebite Andy meets another John in the theater. She's 15. She makes the man fall asleep. She tells him to fall asleep, and he falls asleep, falls into a deep sleep. She cuts two slices in the side of his face. She steals his wallet while Crow and Rose observe. Andy tells him to sleep deeper and programs him to say, I like little girls. Every time he sees the cuts on his face and every time he gives online, uh, he goes online looking for little girls to remember the time he got bitten by a rattlesnake. Okay. Rose recruits Andy. Now, as Andy leaves the theater, Crow Daddy's like, hey, Miss Miss, you forgot something. She says, leave me alone. And he pauses because he's a man. Doesn't work on Rose. Rose grabs her by the arm and says, look. Come, let's let's go have a talk. All right. So then we cut into another scene. We talked to we we get to Abra. Now here's Abra. Abra is the mixed sister, the little melanated child in this movie. Her daddy is black. The mama is white. So yes, we got that whole thing going on again. Whatever. Um, but I will concede that uh females are the strongest. When it comes to the arts, okay, they're typically, the, typically in history, they are the strongest practitioners of, of the of the occults. That's just it is what it is, man. Okay, I have no issue with that. So clearly, uh, Abra, her power set, she is the strongest character in this entire movie. Okay, now Abra's at like, roughly five years old at a birthday party. She's watching a magician do magic tricks with utensils. Abra, okay, half of Abracadabra, that's her name, Abra. She says, well, I can do that. And the magician's like, okay, that's nice, honey. I'm sure you can. And then, as the party is over, Abra's dad walks into the, into the kitchen. He sees all the forks on the floor and all the spoons are at the top of the ceiling. 
and he and he's sitting there floored. His wife walks in and they're looking together. All right. And then Abra comes in saying, Abracadabra, and every now the spoons fall to the ground. As the spoons fall to the ground, she says, Abracadabra, she releases a, a psychic shock everywhere. At that very moment, Danny and Rose felt it. Okay. All right. So then Rose reveals to, we're, now we're back to Rose and Andy. So Rose reveals to Andy, oh, six men in three months. Rose offers Andy a spot with the true knots. She always says to eat well, stay young, live long. That is her offer. Okay. We go back to Danny. Danny takes a bus trip to New Hampshire and meets Billy. Get back to Andy. Andy is initiated into the true knots by ingesting Violet's steam. Now, in this movie, they call it steam. It can be steam. It can be chi. It can be prana. It can be essence, life force, adrenochrome, whatever you want to call it. In this movie, they call it steam. Okay? Because it's, it's actually held in a canister. Right? So, uh, Rose takes and she ingests whatever last steam from Violet in the canister. Injects it into Andy. Andy breathes it in. Andy goes into you know convulsions and shit. She basically dies, just like a vampire when they first get bitten and they and they turn over. They got to go through the the dying process. Same thing here. Okay, so then Danny, in his new home or new apartment, is visited by the ghost of a mother and her child, saying they haven't found them yet. Uh, Billy takes Danny. Billy, his friend. Takes Danny to AA meeting and meets a doctor and tells the doctor where he left his watch on top of a soap dispenser after surgery on a kid with Goucher's disease. The doctor offers Danny a job as an orderly at the hospice. Fast forward eight years later. Andy wakes up from the initiation. Danny's working at the hospice. There's a cat named Azzy. Now, we all know nickname for Azzy is short for Azrael. It is what it is. Okay. Uh, Azzy goes to the room of the person that's going to die next. Okay. So the first of, of, of his uh, people that's going to die, he goes into the room, meets the old man. Danny calms the man down telepathically and tells him there's nothing scary. Just going to sleep. The old man calls him Dr. Sleep. Because the old man's worried about, you know, what's it going to be like? It's going to hurt. Yada, yada, yada. He's, like I said, he speaks to him in his head. And the old man calms down. And he passes on. And you see his essence leave his body. Okay? All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Oh, before he dies, he sees his wife. Then his spirit leaves the body. Okay. Danny returns home to see a message written on his blackboard from Abra. Now, mind you, he doesn't know Abra. Okay, Abra's just reaching out to different people. She can do that telepathically, all right? So she has a link to Danny for whatever reason, all right? The next victim is Charlie. Danny tells Charlie, we don't end. Charlie says he can taste the blueberries, and they begin to sing a song together. Danny receives another message from Abra, okay? Um, Crow convinces Rose they need to feed off whatever steam is left from Violet because the team is getting weak. They haven't steamed in six months. 
Crow is tracking a kid in Iowa. Crow says the less steam other Crow says there's less steam in the world due to diets, cell phones, Netflix, etc. Grandpa Flick is dying. Crow finally convinces uh Rose to let them to let them feed off the steam. Okay? And then Crow finally finds Trevor in Iowa. Uh Trevor Trevor Bradley. Trevor Bradley is another telepath. He's playing baseball. He can he knows what the pitcher's gonna throw, which this is what makes him so good at baseball. Okay. Bradley is walking home uh while Bucky is driving the van. And then Andy opens the door and uses her powers to make Trevor get inside the vehicle. The Knots set up a site at an abandoned ethanol factory. This is where things this is go. This is the torture scene. So they all crowd on him, around him. He's screaming. They, he's tied up. Disturbing, to say to say the least. Okay, Rose stabs Trevor and tortures him. They ingest his steam. Rose says pain and fear purifies the steam. While he's being tortured, Abra can feel Trevor's torture and psychically lashes out and tells him to stop. Rose picks up on Abra's presence. And then at the same time when she lashes out, she cracks the, 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 the blackboard in Danny's room at the same time. Okay, mind you, they're you know they're everyone's miles and miles apart from each other. Okay, so uh, they're mm, okay. So she's stabbing the boy. He's screaming and crying. He's begging for his life, and 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 you can see them ingest his his every, every time she stabs him. You can see his his life force leave his body, and they're just ingesting it. They're just inhaling it, and he's crying. There's blood everywhere. And they're all crowded around this kid. It's a brutal, brutal, brutal scene. Okay. There's no way in hell I would let my child uh, take on that type type of role. Uh, like I said, it got to the point where I'm like, this kid's not acting. They're really fucking this kid up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So then on the wall, Danny writes back. Uh, he, he says, who? She writes back on the wall, baseball boy. Okay, Rose then siphons whatever steam is left from Trevor into the canister. Rose tells Crow they had a looker while burying uh, Trevor. Uh, Abra tells her parents what happened to Trevor. Rose says she'll be ready the next time Abra comes back because now Abra knows who they are, vice versa. Okay, next day, Abra's mom says she her head is like a radio station. And she could pick up weird signals. Okay. Abra finds uh, Bradley's missing persons uh, poster. She prints it up. Takes it home. Uh, Abra can sense some of Bradley's last moments. But she needs his baseball glove to accurately track them. So she can find them exactly where they're at. Uh, Abra is tracking the knots. And gets the the general location of the ethanol plant. She goes into a trance. As she's looking at his picture, you know, like Sylvia Brown used to do when they were on the Montel Williams show, they would bring her items and she would grab the items and she could tell her, tell you who, what, where off the items and stuff. Okay. Same thing here. 
So off a picture she printed up, she can sense some of his last moments and she knew where the body was buried. Okay. Uh, okay, okay. Here's a good part. So then Abra, then Astra projects herself into the grocery store where Rose is shopping. Rose senses Abra and locks in and gets her in and gets inside her head. Abra force pushes her out of the astral plane, but Rose already knows where she lives. Danny passes out at the same time, screaming, please help me, Tony. Rose tells Crow what happened. Crow wants to turn her. Rose says no, because she's stronger than all of us. Okay. Abra skips school and, and, and hops the bus to New Hampshire to go find Danny. Abra finds Danny. Abra uh, refers to him as Uncle uh, Uncle Dan. And then Danny tells her about the Shining. He called it Tony. Abra gives Dan Bradley's information and says they took him and ate his shine and tells Dan to go to Iowa to get Bradley's glove so she can track them because uh, Barry the Chunk was wearing it. Okay, so while they're torturing him, before they were torturing him, he was wearing his glove. All right. Danny refuses and tells her to go home and keep her head down and to not shine. Okay. Now at work, Azzy the cat goes into a room. And he's like, hey, there's nobody in that room, cat. What are you, you, you're in the wrong room. So he goes in there and there's Dick. Okay. Dick tells Dan to protect Abra and pay back what he owes. And that this will be their last time talking because to, to, to Dick, this is a dream to him. So he's like, this is my last time dreaming. I'm done. I'm out of here. All right. Abra's mom leaves to go visit her sick mom who has cancer. Rose then astral projects onto into Abra's mind. But Abra had set a trap. Uh, while there's a bunch of file cabinets, Rose is like, oh, look at here. Let me go through this file cabinet. And while she's going through the file cabinet, it closes in on her, on her hand. She pin it pinches her hand, so she's stuck. So then Rose is like, what the fuck? So at the same time, uh, Abra gets up. She's wearing this wig with no eyes. And she says, yeah, it's a trick. And, and I know who you are. And because at first, uh, uh, Rose is like bragging about, oh, you're a little, you're a little mind. But these little file cabinets. She said, my mind's like a cathedral. So at that time, why, at the moment, she's trapped. Abra's inside Rose's head, and it's a literal cathedral of information. So she's going through files. Abra and Rose is like, get out of my head, get out, get out the get out the files, get out the files. So then Rose has to literally pull her hand out of the out of the file cabinet and it's pulling back skin and 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 it's it's pain. She's because she's locked in she's locked in the file cabinet. So she pulls back skin and it's blood and she's bleeding, she's all fucked up and shit. All right. Uh Rose Okay. So then once Rose pulls her hand out of the, the out of the drawer. Uh, she is violently ejected out of the astral plane. Grandpa Flick is cycling. Means he's dying. Okay. Uh, Abra tells Dan she got in her head. Dan agrees to help. As Flick is dying, Andy asks Rose about them about their immortality. Rose says she never said that. She says eat well, live long, but they haven't been eating well for a long time. Flick is scared of dying. Flick dates back to Rome. The old man of the group. He goes back to Rome. Uh, Dan convinced Billy to go to Iowa 
to help him find Trevor's body. Abra, uh, during the car ride with Billy and and uh, Danny, Abra would ask for project. So she's she's in the back seat, and her and Danny conversing. And Billy's like, "Oh, she here? Are you, that's what you're talking to during the whole ride there." Okay. All right. So then. Oh, so then uh, Abra shows Danny her new trick of how she got inside of Rose's head. So she she says, I, "I just did it with a push." So to show Danny, she got inside Danny's head and she pushed. And Danny almost crashed the car. She sees the boxes that Danny had lined up. All these boxes are for all the ghosts that Danny have put in there. And she said, well, what are all these boxes for? And he's like, hey, don't go poking around. Don't ask me again. She's like, okay, cool. I won't do it again. All right. So Abra sees Danny's boxes. Uh, Danny gives him a brief backstory. Crow tells Rose to stay behind as they head out to go fetch Abra. Okay. Danny and Billy find the ethanol plant. They pull around back. They begin to dig and find Bradley's body and take the glove. Billy tells a story of a deer he was hunting and that he tracked for five days. And he remembers the smell of it dying. He said that that smell smells like this. And he said he never hunted again after that. Dan tells Abra to tell her parents everything. Abra goes to, uh, no, no, Danny goes to Abra's house. Abra's father begins to attack Danny. Then Abra shows her father what happened to Bradley. So Abra's father has a he has a brain melt. He's like, oh my God, are they coming here? So now he he understands what his daughter has seen and what she can do. Uh, they agree to set up a trap. When Danny gives a- Abra Bradley's glove, she projects into the RV. So when he gives her the glove. She can. She actually projects into the van, so she tells. Every, she sees everybody that's in the van, okay, and she identifies everybody except Rose. Dan tells Abra to let them follow her, and then perform a magic trick. Dan, Billy, and Abra pull into a wooded area. Dan and Billy set up a, a defensive perimeter out of sight. Abra is sitting on a bench when the knots show up. Andy sticks Abra with a needle to sedate her. Turns out it was a stuffed bear. Danny and Billy engage in a gunfight with the knots. Okay. Cut scene. You see Abra at home on the counter with her dad watching her astral project. Cut back to the gunfight. Uh, okay, so they pretty much kill off the knots. Cut scene again. Abra is stuck in the shoulder by Crow. So the whole time it was a huge diversion. So while they send the knots off to go find the, the, the beacon that Abra had set for them, Crow went to the actual house. Okay. Because he knew what the house was because Rose Astro projected there. Okay. Uh, the, the other knots are dead while reloading his rifle. Uh, Danny falls under Andy's possession because she gets shot initially. Then she runs into the RV. She's the last one left. They want, they walk up to the RV and, and Andy's like, you know, while he's reloading, she's like, go to sleep. But Danny wouldn't go to sleep. Danny's pretty strong. She's like, go to sleep. And he's about to go to sleep. Okay. And then Billy comes around the side and shoots her, shoots her in the stomach and then shoots her in the neck. And before Andy dies, Andy says, don't get too close. She tells Billy, kill yourself. Billy puts a gun to his head, kills himself. Okay. 
Abra tells Danny there's one missing. She doesn't see Crow. The Crow stabbed Abra's dad in the chest and then drugs and kidnaps Abra. Dan goes back home, discovers Abra has been kidnapped, and debates on taking a drink. He refuses to drink. Danny then listens for Abra's frequency and finds her, then astral projects into her body in the RV with Crow. Now, Danny reveals to Crow while in Abra's body that he's in control. He's like, yeah, I, I killed your friends. You know, it was me, right? So then Danny does the push, makes the RV swerve and hit a tree. Crow wasn't wearing his seatbelt. He gets ejected out of the front, out of the front win- window, out of the front windshield. So he's on the he's on the in front of the road. He's pretty much dying. Abra gets out of the car and she's like, I hope it hurts a lot. Abra's walking down the road. She, uh, uh, Rose astral projects. Uh, Rose is like, you little bitch. <laughs> And then Rose walks through her apparition. Meanwhile, back at the real site, Rose is like, okay, bitch child. It, you know, now she's on the road. She gets on the road to go follow for looking for Abra. Okay. Uh, Rose ingests the last of the steams. Danny and Abra go to Overlook Hotel to make their final stand. Danny tells Abra to let Rose follow them. Danny goes inside to wake it up, turns on the boilers. Danny revisits the scene in which Jack, his dad, uses the axe. So he's going through the hotel. And all those iconic scenes from The Shining, he goes revisit those particular spots. Room 237, the bathroom, with the the, the door with the hacked out part of the door missing. He sticks his his head in there just like his dad did. Okay? So all these old memories from this movie. All right? All these little tropes. All right. Then Danny is then tempted by the. He has a conversation with the. Uh, he's having a conversation with his with his father, Lloyd, the bartender. But it's his father. It's his father's f- figure, right? So then Danny is then tempted by the spirit of his father, rejects his medicine. Rose shows up, and then Danny grabs an axe, just like his father, to face Rose. Uh, Rose is walking through the hotel. She encounters the bloody elevators. Remember that scene in in, in Shining? You had the elevators and all the blood just comes rushing out through the sides of the wall, onto the floor and everything. She sees that. Danny tells Rose she should be afraid because she doesn't know where she's standing. Rose discovers Danny's abilities. And then a fight ensues. Danny almost uh, ensnares Rose in a box. Now, what happened was Danny was inside Rose's head. In Rose's mind, she was in the maze, the winter maze outside, tracking down, chasing Abra. She grabs a hold of Abra. Then she realizes something is not right. As she's holding Abra in the air, you can see a box kind of creep up behind Rose. Rose realizes the trick and then pushes everybody out. So then Danny attacks Rose with the axe. Clearly, Rose whoops on him pretty badly. She cuts uh, Andy on the inner thigh nicks his femoral artery just like his dad remember that's how his dad died he bled out because he hit the, the artery in his leg you know not to mention hypothermia and shit from running the uh, outside of in the maze okay 
Uh, Rose tells Danny his steam is polluted and doesn't shine like he used to. Rose makes him an offer. Danny refuses. Rose says she's not the last one, just the prettiest one. They get to fighting. Danny's injured in his thigh. Rose begins to torture Danny and ingest his steam. While ingesting his steam, she says it tastes like whiskey. Then Danny unlocks all the boxes in his mind. And Rose is attacked by all the ghosts from the Overlook Hotel. They pretty much ingest all of her steam and kill her on sight. Then the ghosts go to attack Danny and possess him. Just like they possessed his father. Danny is now trying to kill Abra. So they run, he's running down through the hotel. He's, he's screaming Abra. And he's got the limp with the axe. Just like his dad. Abra tells possessed Dan about the boiler room. Dan finds uh, a, uh, oh okay. Danny find, Danny finds time to to let uh, Abra escape. Danny then heads to the boiler room uh, and prevents the spirits from turning it off because he's reaching with his hand. He's trying to prevent the spirit inside of him, the spirits, to, to to prevent it from turning it off. Okay, Danny's close to death as the boilers explode, catch fire, fire surrounds him. Danny then sees his mother. As the hotel's engulfed in flames. Okay. Back home. Abra and Danny talk. Danny tells Abra to shine on. Okay. So now. Uh, Danny has taken the role of Dick. Abra tells her mom. You know we go on. Daddy's okay. And she then goes to her bathroom. To go put the old lady. In the box. And scene. So by the, th- the third or fourth time you see the old lady, she's a joke at this point. <laughs> so that was Dr. Sleep. <laughs> I liked it. Um, like I said, 20 minutes too long. But like I said, the torture scene, and I, I, I'm going to say it again, you will see more and more kids uh, on, on film, on camera being tortured. And, um, you know, it just it goes back to the movie Eight Millimeter with uh, Nicolas Cage. You know, the snuff films. That's basically what that was. That was a snuff scene. You know, whether it was, it was real or not, the fact that you would display this type of shit on camera, and some people get off on that type of stuff. So you're not just talking just to casual film goers with these particular scenes. You're talking to certain people that are really into this stuff. You're communicating with them. Okay? So um, that was Dr. Sleep. Extremely deep, deep, deep movie. I, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. Um, okay. I think um, now's a good time to take another break before I figure out what I'm going to talk about next for the next hour. <laughs> I'll be back in two and two. All right, all right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're 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 good. You're good at avoiding stuff. I I salute you. I cannot. I'm I'm a spoiler head. I'm like, give me the spoiler so I can put it together for myself. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on, right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understood. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna need two songs. Brother, I have nothing. (laughs) Man, I was doing good for a few weeks there, right? Oh, I thought, yeah, I, th- I thought I had enough, man. I, man, I done shot my load way too early. I mean, because mind you, that movie is two and a half hours. I'm like, okay, I got two and a half hours worth of notes and I watch man, and I got this Eli thing. I don't even do another movie breakdown. I, brother, um, yeah, I shot my, sh- I, I learned my lesson. I, I should four and it's going to take me at least four per show. At least four per show. Yeah. I I know I know I don't know how. For the life of me, I don't know how I did it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, once you see this type of shit for so so many times in the, in the movies, you know, it's like, okay, well, it's kind of old hat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I learn my lesson for next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Oh. Yeah, I, I I I fucked up. I fucked up on this one. We gonna we gonna figure it out. We gonna figure it out. <laughs> right. Nah, you know I I'm really not even. 
I'm stoked on seeing that, to be honest with you. I mean, I already, I already heard about the leak, the, but the ending, but. Yeah, yeah. Not from what I not the leak the the spoiler ending that I well the the twist in it no, bro, no, no. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's trash. It's trash. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to the Morning Star Show. Uh, the call in number is always is 646-547-1305. You can always visit us on www.onthewakeofradio.com. Find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio for replays. You can find me under SuperSlide75 on YouTube, or the backup channel is Heavily Flawed Individual. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Rod on the boards, Cindy uh, Ashby, our producer. Um, give us money, because we need the money. Give it to us through PayPal at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. All right, so uh, apparently I shot my load a little early with these movie reviews. I thought I had enough to kind of drag this thing out. Apparently not. So we're going to have to freestyle this thing and go off the top of, of the head and uh, hopefully keep you guys interested enough for the next 30, 45 minutes. All right. So uh, first things first, uh, black people, um, mainly black people that rooted for Colin Kaepernick. Y'all should feel real stupid right now. And let me let me explain why y'all should feel real stupid right now. So you mean to tell me? Um, and I'm gonna break it down as simple as simply as I can, layman's terms. So, black people, you mean to tell me if a, a, a private company you work for basically illegally fired you, and then you took them to court to pr- to prove that they colluded and conspired to keep you out of the out out of a job, and you get you get a settlement, and then you mean to tell me you want to go back to work for that job because they offered you a position, make that make sense all you Colin Kaepernick stands make it make sense y'all should feel real real stupid right now and matter of fact it's not even about Colin Kaepernick it's basically how the world sees black people American blacks mainly nobody tolerates more disrespect in, in, in totality than American black folks 
we thrive and live for disrespect. Um, it, 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 like I said, it's not about Kaepernick. It's, it's basically it's about the narrative that black folks will take abuse from uh, the oppressor and, and, and it will ask for more. Um, case in point, um, you know, we, we complain about these racist companies, clothing companies, shoe companies, stores, and yet we, we, when, they tell it, we, when they tell us we don't want your money, your money's no good here, what do we do? We, we, we move heaven and, and earth to give them more money to prove that, it, yeah, our money is worth, it, it's, it's good, right? Remember the rapatory lanes? I believe he was in a Gucci store. And the, the salesperson said, nah, we don't, we don't want your service. Or there was a certain item he wanted to buy. And they're like, no, it's not for sale. We, we, don't, we don't want your money. And he just kept, kept up in the ante. And what the nigga did, he spent 30 grand in the store just in his mind to prove to them that he was worthy. And that the whole time they're like, we don't even want you in this store. This is, this is, a, this, this is the psychosis that we, we are under as a people. And uh, it's, it continues to be embarrassing at this point it's we're we're you know we're the, the laughing stock of the planet we're a joke um yeah we will whore ourselves out for this the smallest amount of money just a pat on the head or a good job you know and we will we will go to the ends of the earth for that uh let me give a shout out to uh where's my man at where's he at where's he at Yo, demetrius parnum thank you sir appreciate that um so yeah um it, it's it's i Colin Kaepernick fans are real quiet right now. Really, really quiet. You know what? In fact, I hope he gets a job on a team. There, I think there's 11 teams that agreed to, to, check, to take out his workout. I hope he, he signs with a team because y'all going to feel real, real stupid. All of that energy and time and concern, all the protesting, all the nonsense y'all gave this man. Not only y'all gave... His him, you gave him your energy. You gave the NFL your energy. Y'all niggas was talking about we're going we're going to boycott the NFL. We're not going to watch the NFL. Niggas out here burning jerseys and shit. Y'all niggas should feel real, real stupid, stupid, right? When when guys like Dr. Muhammad, you know, exposed him, I exposed him, and you niggas still, still. Okay, I, I'm over that. I, I'm over that. Yeah, we are officially the dumbest niggas on the planet. <laughs> I, I will agree with that. I'm on that. Um, my next little rant. Um, this whole uh tiff with 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 Ados. Um, once again, people, I, I want I want y'all to understand what they what they're asking you to consider and call yourselves. They want you to call yourself a descendant of slavery, a descendant of slaves. Is that, how do you explain to your grandchildren where you, where you come from? Oh yeah, we, it was two, it was a man and a woman and they had sex and here's our bloodline. That's pretty much how it's, so the whole Tariq versus Yvette versus, uh, and, and Tone. So there's a, I guess there's an old guy who had the ADOS platform years prior I think his name is William Norris. Somebody correct me. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm messing the name up. Norris, somebody, William, somebody. So it's old black man. 
and he he registered as a voter as a descendant of slave as a, as an ADOS years prior years prior and he is the original founder of the ADOS movement he even has a website matter of fact I'm gonna pull it up for y'all right fucking now it's called descendants of American slaves.com this is the actual website for the ADOS his name is William I think William Norris he is the original founder of ADOS and yet you you've heard no mention of this man or his platform from your leaders uh tone and Yvette Carnell uh it's I, th- I think we can safely assume they are in this for a check uh anybody being mentioned with this nonsense is getting a check period please don't let them think they're doing this for the people okay they, they do not have your best interest in in in, in hand all right and then and then let's get to Byron Allen so how is Byron Allen black owned when he's partnered up with that company? What is the name of the company? Is it Smith? Smith uh, Communications? Yada, yada, yada. They were making donations to Democratic parties back in 2012. Um, and then, and then, and then here's my, here's my case for the Byron Allen thing. So y'all say the 14th Amendment, basically, oh, we got to call in the line. Call it with Bracken. What's, that, what's going on? Talk to me, bro. Hey, man, real quick, man. This Watchmen show, is this on Netflix or HBO? HBO. I need to watch this. It's on HBO, brother. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. It's also based on the Watchmen. Do you know if they actually put the kibosh on the Watchmen versus the Justice League? Because I know they've been pumping up the Dr. Manhattan versus Superman fight, you know, for like the last few months. Now, is that supposed to be uh, in, in a cartoon form? Or is that a comic book form? Cause I want to say comic book because they've been, they've been pumping it for a while because I also saw some screenshots of Warshack and Gotham. Him and Batman were staring each other down and Warshack threw some pins at him. Oh, that's right. And the, pins were, and, the, and the pins were like the core members of the Justice League and the Watchmen pins that he had were covered in blood. Oh. And Warshack just walked away and said, you know, he told Batman, I'll see you soon. And that's the last I've heard of this. I don't know if they actually put the kibosh on it or if it's coming out still or what. I figured you might have more details about it than me. No, hell, man. You you, you done told me more than that. I have to look it up now. Oh, so it's under the comic and animated DC universes. Um, if they're still pushing forward, we should hear something from it pretty soon. I'll look into oh, it. Okay. Yeah. And also, man, I got two movies I think you should look into, man. Okay. Up your alley. One movie is called... Uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf, starring Mark Degaskis. It came out in 2001. It's a French action flick, and the movie's in French, so you got to read the subtitles. <laughs> you, nah, you'll, you'll, you'll like it, man. Like This is something that you, Darkman X, and OG Time Lord will get into. Like, okay. Y'all watch this, y'all. Yeah, y'all okay. get into it. And the other flick is called Dead Man Down. It came out in 2013. With, it was on the radio. It was with Terrence Howard. And Colin Farrell, with Colin Farrell is an Israeli um, agent, and Terrence Howard char- character is like a drug kingpin. Gotcha. It's kind of like three stories in one. It, oh. it, it's, it's a it's a crazy flick. It's a good movie though. Man. Okay, right on, right on, right on, right on. Okay, I appreciate that. And okay, what else I got, man? Oh, and speaking of speaking of the eight stuff, you 
you know the idiots from the NAACP is looking to file charges against the Buffalo Wild Wings for that racist customer. Is that even possible? Um, out, I think, out, yeah, out in Illinois. I think it happened out there in Illinois somewhere with the baseball team. I heard about it. Yeah, I heard about it, but I didn't pay yeah. no... Oh, wow. Yeah, they're, they're talking about they need to do an overhaul of racial um, profiling uh, class or something like that. They're basically out here chasing the bag. Something That's crazy. Yeah, all right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm over it, man. That's why I tell people that it ain't worth the energy, man. It ain't. Nah, man, but that's all I got, man. I just wanted to um, call in, just kind of chime in, you know, just say my piece, man. Just say thank you for what you do, man. And I thank you, and I thank all y'all, man, for, for listening to me run my mouth. So I appreciate that. All right, all right man. Be easy. Yes, sir. Peace. Yeah, that's what's up. That's my mans, my mans, and them. Yo, CP30, thank you. I appreciate the super chat. Um, What was I saying? Getting back to my, my ADOS rant. Was I talking about ADOS? Um... Yeah, yeah. So um, the Byron Allen thing. So if they, if you believe what they tell you, that the Fourteenth Amendment uh, usurps the Dred Scott decision, so now that means that means you're you're a full human, right? Then why would you need a Civil Rights Act that was set up for three fifths of a human? Logically, it makes no sense. Now, call me a hater, but I hope to God. That he loses this case. I, I pray that Byron Allen loses this case. This is not about discrimination, people. Uh, to, to me, it's not. Um, if that were the case, Comcast wouldn't distribute uh, Bounce TV or, or or the own network. That's that's a that's a tough tough uh, uh, accusation to prove nowadays. And now we got Monique wanting to sue Netflix for gender discrimination and, and racial discrimination. Do y'all see what we have turned into? We have turned into walking perpetual victims. Victims don't get anything. Victims get nothing but, but more pain and agony. Uh, oh my God, it is, hey, I, 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 I have no words for us as a people. Um, people get tired of me saying we're done, but I mean, look at, look at how the fuck we operate. This is even look at how your, your, your celebrities and, and your elites operate. Even they're desperate at this point. Um, I, I would say it, it is time to focus on your own like-minded selves and individuals and, and certain pockets of the community that function, uh, w- without dysfunction. uh, you know, I, I have no words. And and to think that black folk are giving us so much energy, it, it's a waste. It's a waste. I get a migraine thinking about it. You know what I mean? So um I feel bad for people that 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 engage in this nonsense. And um, but yeah, I guess it pays to be a victim. I want no parts of that shit. You know. Um reparations don't go to victims, you know, for the most part. Yo, Mr. Fantastic, my man, appreciate it. What do you think about the Sandy Hook Reg- uh, Remington suit? <laughs> you, bro, you already know. You already know. And then we, I heard about the, the shootout uh, in Santa Clarita, right? Um, the gunman somehow survived a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. And I, I'm just like, I, I don't pay, I can't pay no mind. You know, I'm I'm not saying you don't be vigilant. I'm not saying you don't tell your kids, hey, be aware of, of, of crazy kids in school. 
But this shit is, is out of control at this point. Now it's just going to be like an everyday thing, unfortunately. Like it has been for the last year or two. Now you know how it used to be a school shooting was a big, big fucking deal. Right now it's just like, oh, where did it happen at? Over there? Okay. Well, you know, you know, continue onward. So um, it, like I said, you cannot live in a perpetual state of fear and victimhood and then, and then expect good things to come to you. Um. You know, if, if someone owes you money, if somebody rightfully owes you money, how long do you wait? How, how long are you going to keep asking for money? Right. I, I don't understand that. Like you, if someone owes you money, you don't ask for money that's owed to you. At least I, I, I wouldn't. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they said a handgun this time. Which, right. Right. No mention of assault rifle. No ARs. No AKs. They didn't find him. I'm, I'm waiting to see if his parents are military. That's the key uh, with this with this particular shooter in California. Because I say California is is these is the psyop program of of the country. Uh, let's see if his parents if one of his parents are uh, military, and that'll give us everything we need to know at the, at the, at this at this point. So, um, with that being said, I'm gonna hang off about maybe ten more minutes, and then I'm gonna end this show. If you want to call in. Uh, don't be scared. The call-in number is 646-547-1305, as always. Uh, let's see what I got in the messages. Okay. All right. Let me see. Anything else? No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, I'm over all this. I'm over all this. So... Oh, um, damn. I forgot just that quick. This is what happens when you get old. Oh, we got a caller. Caller saved my ass. Caller, thank you. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> brother, brother I'm good, brother. What's on your mind? Shit, man. Just listening. Just caught the, the last 20 minutes or so of the show. Um, yeah, what were you saying about these shooters with the... Uh, military parents what's up with that i was gonna say um normally especially california that's that's programming central and uh a lot of times with these kids somebody in their family is always military an uncle the mother the father somebody and then once you find out what the military is find out what branch and then you kind of just do the follow the breadcrumbs that way because uh a lot of your shooters for the most part have ties to the military i mean because that's you know, it's it's kind of almost a foregone conclusion that they they do more more your your, your programming than anybody. Like, like Virginia Tech, like Virginia when that you know, when that school shooting right. first happened, he was military, and I'm just like, there's an army base on that right. campus, so yeah. Right. Okay. Are you familiar with Operation Gladio? Have you heard of this? I have heard of it. Yes. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about? These ghost armies. Yeah. I mean, if you want to speak on it, speak right. on it. Yeah. Get get touch on that. Yeah, man, Operation Gladio. I learned about this in the last couple of years, but basically started off with, you know, NATO after the Cold War, and they uh, they put these, like, stay-behind armies, or leave-behind armies, where basically, you know, in case the Soviets were going to invade one of these NATO nations, they had an army there, you know, basically a terrorist cell, ready to be activated to fight the Soviets if they invaded it. But then, over the end, you know, they deal with drug trafficking and all that stuff, like bringing heroin to, to Harlem. And, you know, that's where the drug trade started for the U.S. But 
Now you have Operation Gladio V, and these are the ones that do these false flag attacks, all kind of false flag attacks. I think Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols were part of that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I'm saying? And these school shooters, like, I haven't found the dots, connected the dots, but I'm pretty sure they're part of that. Because pretty much all false flags, or even down to Islamic terrorism, any time type of extreme Islamic terrorism, it always goes back to Gladio V. Wow. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I hate hearing myself talk, brother. I hate, I hate this shit. <laughs> uh, I feel you, man, but everyone else loves it, bro. <laughs> you always got that good shit, man. You know what I'm saying? You're you bringing different angles something that people have heard about. I always appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. I, I, I try, bro. I try. Well, let me let me ask you this, man. Um, what about, what's up with your boy, Liar Cohen, man? Uh, I've been reading Culture Vultures. <laughs> he he been doing this for how long now? Look, look when, when, they, when, they forced, when they forced Russell to sell Def Jam to him and he pocketed the money and he wouldn't take his phone calls, you already knew what time it was. This was 20 years ago. That's what happened. Yeah, I don't know really anything about that. I just heard his name was like the baddest bad man in the hip hop game or something like that, you know? Right. Master of hip hop. <laughs> yeah, he'd been having foot to ass in hip hop forever. But yeah, when when Russell had to sell off his 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 share in Def Jam, it went to Leor. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And Dame in his book, Culture Vultures, he's saying that Lear uh, created the 360 deal. Yeah, he yeah he's the father of that. That is true. Damn. So, like, does he, is it possible he gets residuals off of all 360 deals, or is that everything that yeah, everything he touched and signed off on, he's he can he's, he's paid for life, man. I mean, his kids gonna eat grandkids, great grandkids, little some bitches. They all gonna eat eat. I mean, yeah. <laughs> And that's the whole thing. And, you know, you talk about it, even the way we are as a people. Like, we, a lot of us, I don't want to say we, but a lot of our people are really quick to suck gas because they want that approval from the white man or they want the approval from the Jewish man or his fucking corporation. But it's like, that shit's not going to help us in the long run. Like, your man Kaepernick, just like you said. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Man. Well, man, you're supposed to never go back to that bullshit. All of us are supposed to be boycotting NFL, all that shit. Yeah, I but, I remember all that. I remember all that shit they don't stirred up with this nigga. Like they was, they was ready to kill a motherfucker over Kaepernick, dog. <laughs> he was in the, the Muhammad Ali like pictures, the Black Panther picture. Like this was y'all nigga. Now look at him. Come on, come on. Yeah, we should have never put that much faith into this motherfucker like that. You know, like okay, he's a brother. He's standing up. You think, all right, man, I'll put my my. You know what I'm saying? Support behind him. But I ain't no fucking Kaepernick fan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I know he's trying to get back in the NFL. <laughs> like, we, I thought we canceled that shit. Yeah. We, uh, our people don't have no idea how much money we put into these organizations. Like, you remember even, like, Black Friday when niggas said, boycott Black Friday. Yeah. They didn't say it was because of us, but they said, oh, Black Friday numbers are down this year. We don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Niggas boycotted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We put our money in black business, you know, but... We're not controlling the narrative enough to let that be known, like to kind of connect those dots for our people. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I'm, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, man. Well, 
I ain't gonna take up your time, brother man. I just want to chop it up with you for a minute. I appreciate it, my brother. Thank you for saving my ass because I was struggling. <laughs> I'm trying to keep you on till nine, brother. I'm trying to get you on till nine. <laughs> I'll be gone in ten minutes. <laughs> Hey, you, bro, you know how we like to get off work early. You know how we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm trying to think because I know this mad shit. I know this mad shit. I come across. I got to see what Sly thinks about this, you know? Well, I don't ever get to really holler at you, man, but... uh yeah, there's nothing on my mind, man. Maybe I'll call back. <laughs> if you're still on. Hey, it's all good, my man. I appreciate it, though. All right, man. Well, it's good talking with my brother. Same here, bro. All right. All right, peace. That's my man, Killer Cam. His show's on Sundays. Sundays from 9 p.m. to 11 uh, East, East Coast time. So, yeah, him and him and John, they be, they be going in. So, um... Yo, politics real quick. Um, the politics thing. Um, here's my thing. As far as the politics, um, I, I forget who said, oh, that's right. Tone, your boy Tone Talk said black folks spending power uh, is useless or doesn't have much, much leverage. Listen, you know, there's power in not voting, right? I'm going off on a little rant right now, but uh, people keep saying oh, the ancestors, ancestors die for you to vote. No, they died for you to have a right or the choice to vote or not. There's all there's power in not voting. Okay. So once again, we're back, we're back to playing the game knowing it's rigged. So you then you don't um you don't play the game. And then we're and then people are gonna come back and be like, well, well, how do we how do we get what we need without voting? Take your monies, buy a politician or two. And then so on and so forth. Look at the Chinese. The Chinese vote the least out of anybody. And yet they put their monies with their people, their politicians that had their best interests. And, and you're not, you don't see them complaining. Okay. Uh, perfect example was, I think, was it the pink houses murder? The, the Asian cop? No, no, no. What's the pink houses? The Asian cop killed a black man. Right. And then there was a black DA got pressure from the Chinese community to not push for a maximum uh, sentence. You know, these Chinese people don't vote. Okay. Their, their money does the talking. So you can, you can circumvent the voting shit by just using your money where you choose to spend your money. Um, and, and then another thing, another problem I see on the horizon as far as the black man, black woman. So you have the black woman that, that votes uh, overwhelmingly Democrat, and I see a bunch of black men kind of getting out of their slumber and starting to go vote, voting on, on the left with, with the good old boys. So now you had this further division, even amongst the, the voting uh, regiments of, of our people. So you have peop- some of our people voting for their gender. That's more important than, than their race. And, and, and you, you expect us to, 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 to be together as one and overcome as one. Like, he, he, if what I'm saying is foreign, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, you know. Yeah, dark man, they pulled their money out of NY for him to get to get it. Yeah, yeah, right. And they don't vote for shit. 
When's the last time you seen a Chinese politician? Like seriously, when is it? Name me a Chinese politician right now that you know that's that's mainstream. Because I can't give you one Asian politician. Okay, I I can't for the life of me. Um, but they let the money do the talking, and I wish we would take that one point one trillion dollars that we waste on on bullshit on on bullshit. You know, when they keep talking about the, the racial gap, wealth is, is getting wider and wider. Now they're saying the 1% will ha- have more money. Okay, got to call it. Call it was bracken. What's going on? What's going on, bro? No, my, man, my man, talk to me, bro. All right, so, I don't know, the Watchmen series, man, that shit is, it is so deep, bro. Like, on a on a totally different level than all these other um superhero series that has come out before it. Like this shit is so deep. Even the little they got the even the littlest, smallest detail as far as the fact as the walnut that they show when she drops it in the machine. That's right. She's a little walnut she's up to show her DNA. And I'm looking at this shit like Wow, because that goes back to um, the walnut goes back to the people of the land. So if people don't understand, like even what the word maroon means. Mm-hmm. The word maroon is going to take you into sem- the um, into the Seminoles, mm-hmm. and the Seminoles take you back to the walnut tree, right? And the walnut tree is um, is strictly from the Americans, right? So this entire series, this entire series so far of the Watchmen on the TV series is talking about um, the original people of the land, the inventions, the science that they brought to the land, and also um, a secret pact that was created with those outside forces that came on the land and switched places with you. Like, even the, um, the scene... In the movie, right, when they were showing the comedian getting ready to rape, um, can't remember her name. Silver Spectre, yeah. Yes. Now, you know that they had, they, they, those two also have a child, which is, her daughter is the, um, the one that's dating uh, Mr. Manhattan. Right. Right? Now, because I was wondering, like, I was, when he first, in the movie, when he broke into the room while she was changing, I'm like, he did it so comfortable like they were once together before. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, in the Watchmen, the movie, and the scene the smallest detail, in that scene, she was wearing the little, the neck choker, right? right. Because they're bringing everything back to the feminine um, energy um, in a positive way and in a negative way. So they're bringing back, um, like, when you take that neck choker that she was wearing in that scene when she was being raped, now you go back to the TV series, not HBO series, with Sister Knight mm-hmm. and the outfit that she. You can also bring this in with also Black Lightning with his daughter and the, and the hooded outfit that she knows that she now wears. All of that is going to go back to um the Catholic this Catholic order of female priests. This is what it goes back to, okay? Right? And that's the big order that they used to mimic that that the Ku Klux Klan. Now mimics with the headdress, hence that's why she found the clown out the clown outfit in the closet. Cause I, I, 
when the scene when she was hugging his body when it was um hanging from the tree. People don't people don't understand because it was a very intimate scene. And people probably think, oh, she was cheating on her husband with him. But no. In actuality, in the occult world, she was his she in the occult world is actually his wife, mm-hmm. the man that's hanging from the tree. Mm-hmm. Now the reason being is because if you understand the outfit that she's wearing, the outfit that she's wearing is off is off on the priestess that I'm calling them a priestess, but they're actually the wives of the priest that wears the clan the clan outfit. That's right. The clan thing in um in 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 Greece, in Rome, in um in Spain. Right. So that's who she really is to him. Mm-hmm. So that's the interrelationship that they blended in there, coded to y'all. And some folks some folks that don't understand that part of the um the occult culture won't get it, but some folks um also get it. But it's showing you um the the um the blood ties that also comes in with um the different ethnic groups that is also now here on this land and also the secret path that was created because if y'all go back to um even now with the with the nation of Islam, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at the history of the nation of Islam, they always talk shit about white supremacy, the KKK but you never, you never see them go to war or have any form of physical altercation with any KKK or neo-Nazi members. Right. Now, that that clanhood is also above the um some Masonic altars, which is also um when you study the history of the um the nation of Islam, that a lot of their major leaders are Masonic. So they're Masonic brothers and sisters of the order. That also is going to go back into the um the Iroquois Confederacy, but that's for another time. But you know, I'm telling you, like Watchmen. Just, I just I just advise people to keep watching it because it will blow your mind. Yeah. Also, the neck choker, the neck choker. The reason why he was treating her like that when um the comedian went to go rape her. Because the neck choker also represents prostitution. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the outfit that she was wearing, is back in the day, that was the outfit of a, 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 what they call a doll, which was also a prostitute. Okay? Right. So now that also goes back into, you know, that dance school BD4L, whatever they call dancing doll. Mm-hmm. That's what they, that's what that, doll is a prostitute. Okay, so that's what the sororities call themselves today. That's what they do the old sexual gyration and all of that. That's right. But that, we also went at her like that in that scene in the movie because she was also um, the jump off of the group. Yeah. That uh, 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 in the in the in the she was a jump off of the group, but that's what the next choker meant. Now, if you go to also, um, I don't know if people are watching also Black Lightning. But if you go to Black Lightning, the youngest daughter, they got her wearing black and white now, a black and white um outfit hmm. with the neck choker. Mm. That could represent two. It could represent that she is um the the um the sexual uh, um object of the old dude, which always has her with him at all times. Right, but she represents um what they were called the more because back in the day they used to be the bald headed dudes, darkest dudes, and they were actually called the Moors in some situations. Right. Yeah. Now, now 
Now, now, if you pay attention not only to that, but if you pay attention to also the movie Power, you got again the other dark skinned dude with the bald head that was kissing Tommy's ass. And there's other two more movies where they show weapons to the dark skinned dude with the bald head that's also kissing up to master and doing master's dirty work. If you look in Black Lightning, the old dude is doing master's dirty work by setting up his own people. That's how he got um Christopher E. He didn't take the daughter blowing up the facility because he's going to blackmail her. He got the um the wife on green light. Now she's addicted to green light. Mm-hmm. I.e. That's, that's weapon. The crack epidemic, when it came into the 80s, we used our own people to introduce that to us in the 80s. Like, <clears throat> these movies is no joke. So yeah. back to the next choker. So the next choker with her in the outfit that she's wearing it represents also the same color that um, Sister Knight is wearing with the black and white um, out, um, um, hooded outfit. And also with Black Lightning's daughter, the other daughter that's wearing the dark outfit. The only thing is, this one is not wearing a hood. So she's a, a, a young prostitute that's pedophilia that they're, that they're promoting right there. And then she's also the youngest with the, and has the strongest power more than her father and her sister. So the youngest... Um, out of our people, when they're, when they're talking about spiritual power, which she's also a female, is the female that has the strongest uh, spiritual power. The youngest, the young people in our culture are the ones that they harvest more so than the adults for their spiritual essence and their genetic um, DNA. Mm-hmm. So there's also things to look out for in these in these little teams, in these cable series that's happening right now. Yeah. They're telling you straight up. Yeah. My man, my man. I ain't talking to you in a minute, bro. That's my bad, though. <laughs> nah, it's cool, it's cool. It's cool. I know you're busy, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's cool. Everything, it's, everything good with you and yours? Yeah, yeah. I was um down at the the home today giving out, like, some brownies and some cheesecake and stuff that I baked. That's what's up. For the um, e-tree and stuff, so. Okay. Right on. That's what's so, up. So, I used to do it like every other month, twice a month. Uh-huh. But I, I stopped for a while because I, I was in a bad place. But you know what I mean? Yeah. We all go through the motions and stuff. But yeah, man. Like, I, I really enjoy watching your show. Like, I really enjoy it because there's something different than what everybody else is doing. Yeah, I appreciate and that. I'm trying, man. I, yeah, I, I'm trying to, cause I mean, we, you know, I ain't saying nothing nobody else has said before. I, ain't, you know, I'm not coming with no new groundbreaking shit. You know what I mean? So I, I just try and stay in my little lane and, and do and add, do my little parts. You know, that's all. So. Yeah, yeah, like, and, and that's all. Like, you know, what I mean, it's like it's not a lot of genuine channels out there. And this channel is one of the channels that I consider to be a genuine channel. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. it's like. You give your opinion, but you give your opinion evenly. You see what I'm saying? It's not like just one-sided. It's, it's, you give it from all different angles so that people can get 
the bigger picture of what it is that is being put out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and that's one thing that I respect about this platform. You know what I mean? And how you run this platform. Like, on, a, on, on some real shit. I appreciate that, my brother. As always. All right, my brother. Have a good one. Peace. Yo, that was my man, Darkman X. For those that, if you don't know about Darkman X, go to his channels, subscribe, because uh, he puts foot to ass with the content, man. So I pre- that's my brother. I appreciate that. I appreciate my guy. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm at that 10 minute mark, so I'm good now. So I appreciate everybody that super chatted, everybody that's on YouTube. If you're listening to me on on, on the wake up dot uh, uh, com, I appreciate y'all for for hanging out with me and listen, let let me run my mouth and give y'all a headache and shit. But I'm gonna get up out of here. Uh, we'll do this again next week as, as always, and I promise I'll I'll have at least four movies to break down for sure. So with that being said. I wish everybody love and like y'all have a good night. Peace. Yes, sir. <laughs> You're going to catch it next time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The, I, next week is, is going to be all movies, old ass movies. Don't worry about it. Yeah, for sure. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, my brother. Yes, sir. All right. Peace. Yo, my bad, y'all. I really thought I had enough. I guess not. So I promise y'all next week um, I'll, I'll have more. I know exactly what I'm going to talk about. I know which movies I want to break down. One of them I'm going to revisit, but I had to revisit it because I watched it again, and it was so much fucking shit I, I didn't catch the first 10 times when I watched it. So, um, I, I, yeah, next week I'm a, I'm gonna hook it up. I promise. And it, it'll be worth it. So with that being said, um, shout out to everybody in the chat. Let me go ahead and drop the names real quick. Uh, cause I, I, I haven't done that shit in, in forever. Renzo, my man, X iron five, Larry Malone, uh, Flossie. Hey, Shogun, uh, Curly. Uh, let me see who else I get. Miss Naya Bumbaclot, Teku. Um, let me see. Is that it? I get everybody. I get everybody. I got everybody. Oh, there's Jody. Kev, I see you, Kev. Ryan, 
Uh, yo, Disney Plus, man. F- listen, man, fuck Disney Plus, man. I mean, I seen the Mandalorian. It looked good. It looked good, but I, I think it's six dollars a month, and then something for fifteen dollars a month. I, I'm over this, man. Listen, but if okay, let's let's think about it. All your streaming services. Let's do the real quick. Let's do the math on this shit right now. And everybody in the chat, if you pay, if you have cable, how much do you pay for cable right now? Don't say my name like that. I say your name however I want to say, Miss Naya Bumbaclat. Okay, no, seriously though. If you if you if you're paying cable in the chat, just humor me. How much do you pay a month for for cable right now? If you have Comcast, Xfinity, Spectrum, whatever the case may be, how much are you paying? So I'm let, let's do this. Um, wait, uh, Cindy said, Kev, every Thursday, a less lie, pretending he's sick. You know what? I'll tell you what I'm sick of. I'm sick of life. Anywho, <laughs> wait a minute. I don't pay for cable. Mine come with an apartment Wi-Fi. Comes with apartment 67. So you cheating, but that's okay. Damn, Jesse, you pay 350? What the fuck? What do you? What is that? Is that the premium Playboy channel? 316 a month? What is? Oh my God. How are y'all paying this much for cable? Jesus Christ. Okay. I, I'm, I'm thinking y'all going to say like 100, 150. Y'all talking 300, Alan? Flossy 200? Okay, so let's add up the streaming services that we know currently right now. So we got Hulu at $13. We got Netflix at $12. We have HBO Max. Um, I believe it's like $13. We'll say $13 just to be on the safe side. Disney Plus right now, the cheap one is $6.99. Amazon Prime is $9.00. For those that have CBS All Access, that's six dollars. Hey, how much is e? What, how much is ESPN? Does anybody know how much e- ESPN is? Because I don't know how much ESPN is. Apple TV is five dollars. Showtime is eleven dollars. Stars is nine dollars. You're looking at about one hundred and twenty bucks right there. That's that's right now. Right there. That's. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's nine streaming services. What in the fuck? That's unreal. I refuse to have a bunch of fucking apps for multiple content for multiple streaming. But everyone thought, you know, breaking up the cable companies is the smart thing, cutting the cable. No, these people already had the plan in in action. The streaming is we're gonna get it back. Get you back on the streaming services. You want to say ESPN is forty nine ninety nine? Jeez, and then you got WWF or WWE. Those that well, you like wrestling, WWE. So every entity that owns content is going to start streaming. You know what I'm saying? So you're, you're looking at you can have roughly fifteen to twenty channels of streaming content. That's just those that we know of off the top. BET has the gall. To want to have a streaming service who the fuck would sign up for BET streaming service but do you see my point where I'm going with this they're, they're going to get your monies they're just, they're just it's like slow cuts in, in your skin you're going to bleed out eventually it's, it, instead of taking off your head they're going to hit you with a bunch of cuts and you'll just bleed out that's what they're doing so if you really think you're going to get away or get away from cable cutting the cable they're going to get you back with the streaming services 
I mean, they've already thought this shit out. So, um, I mean, yeah, break uh, by all means get the get the jailbroken the fire sticks and all, and um, you know, but it, it it's it's right PlayStation, Xbox One, streaming services. Uh, I mean, that's the future, which I'm not mad at because if you're a content creator, and if there's aggregate um companies that you could use to get your product on and they could use them for distribution fuck youtube you know like streaming is the way to go but even but even youtube is charging for youtube red it's like 12 bucks a month for what you know what i mean um but that's the way of the future so you know cable companies are not overtly worried because they own the bandwidth that's another uh, uh, another problem. Uh, they own the bandwidth. The whole net neutrality thing is all about bandwidth. So what they're going to eventually do is sell you the higher bandwidth speeds at the premium price, and then have the mid tier price, and then have the low tier price. So uh, it's it, it'll probably be worse now than what it was 15, 20 years ago when you just had HBO, Cinemax. Showtime, right? And then you had regular cable, right? You had your ABCs, your NBCs, CBS, your Foxes, ESPN, all in one package. And then what they did, it started breaking up different, you know? So it's uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, Wait, did this guy let me use his admin TV? That one is the bomb. All the new movies that come out and go on that channel, everything on Netflix. This guy, huh? He just let you use his admin TV, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I think Byron Allen's going to lose his case? Hell yeah. I hope Byron Allen loses his case. Listen. Here's a question. Prove to me he's a billionaire. Why? He's a billionaire how? How was Byron Allen a billionaire? Seriously. Like, seriously. Do you really believe Byron Allen's a billionaire? And if he's a billionaire, why would I care about his problems and his issues? So what, 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 what do we always say when, you know, one door closes, another one opens? So if Comcast didn't want to put, didn't want to distribute your content, you have other opportunities, you know? So I, I, I'm over. I'm over. I, I was never sold on Byron Allen to begin with. That Breakfast Club interview was like, ah, oh, this nigga's full of shit, you know? I hardly watch my cable. I watch my streaming apps, but that's just annoying. Like all these fucking apps on your phone and tablet, like that shit's annoying as fuck. I, I, I mean, y'all better than me. So, um, if that's my cue. I think that's my daughter, Takashi. Takashi. I, I can't reach the door. I mean, wait, wait, wait. What's up? Come here. Oh, you got the shower? Yeah. Uh, okay. Put some clothes on. Put on. Sir. Nothing. All right. Thank you. I'll tell you who's not a billionaire. Dame Crybaby Dash. Y'all leave Dame alone. Y'all leave Dame alone. Yeah. Yes. He wants to be my boo. I'm sure he'd listen. Let me tell y'all something. If you have access to my Netflix, we're fucking. Okay. Let me, let me, let me just say that right the fuck now. If any woman that claims to have access to my Netflix, 
we're fucking. That's right. We're fucking just off Netflix password. That's how serious it is to me. Dead ass. So ain't no woman going to be like, I got slide password. No, bitch. If you do, we, 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 if we do, I got pictures and videos of you. <laughs> what do I use? Um, I got friends that still send me content. I got buddies at Warner Brothers that send me that send me uh, stuff. My screeners all have do. Uh, this is a screener, not for sale. The screeners at the bottom of a. Uh, that's why you know it's officially from the studio. I get those. I get those shits. <laughs> um, Put Locker's pretty good for uh, for stuff. Yes, Genesis. I said if you have my Netflix password, I I. Yes, I, I, I come inside you. If I have, if you have my Netflix password, that's how. I'm just saying, come on, don't act like I'm the only one. Really? Don't act like I'm the only one that doesn't do that. Okay. I'm not the only perv in this building. Anywho. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm not hooking up with none. <laughs> you see how she just walked that one back. <laughs> Yeah, um, put lock is good, but like all my shit comes from my buddies that work that work uh, for these studios. So and uh, you know I'm appreciative. I mean I break them off, you know, just 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 on GP, you know what I mean. But they send me all the shit that I need, so it, I don't be tripping, especially not for not for TV. Listen, Ms. Naya, you know the things that women have done for me for less. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm just saying like. Yeah, let me see what. I, uh, let me see. No, I think only my wife has the the Netflix. So, yeah, if I give you the Netflix, it's it's pretty serious. Like you're you're my woman, and yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna change my password and make people beg for it again. I ain't, I'm not the begging type, so I, Sandy, I ain't, I ain't messing with you today. Moment, I'm not fooling with you today. I'm just not, not today, sis. My ex and my son use my Netflix. Well, you a good ex. You a good, you a good one. Cause if I give my shit out, you gonna be in the shower like Jada, that hot ass shower. Remember after uh, it, it, it set it off. Y'all remember the shower scene when the old man was on top of her. And when she got done, she was in that hot ass shower trying to scrub all the fucking germs off the, off her body. How the fuck you gonna be in the shower? Fucking with me? You gonna scrub yourself till you bleed? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yes, you will be in in the hot the hottest damn shower. Bleeding because you scrub yourself with a Brillo pad. <laughs> That's how bad you're gonna fucking feel. <laughs> Shame and regret. That's all it's gonna be. <laughs> Shame and regret. <laughs> All right, I'm out. I'm the running mom. I got I got Tucker in the bed. So uh, thank everybody that, that came out. Um, 
I guess I'll probably start doing more of these on the backup channel moving forward. Um, but I will say this for Saturday, uh, I'm going to get with the Inquisitor brethren and we're going to do that on the main channel. I don't I don't care if it's demonetized or not. I think that show is too important to put on the on the on the backup. So I'm uh, that's what I'm going to do. Um, all right. With that being said, I uh, think everybody y'all have a good night. Sly, you sleepy. I am sleepy. I am. I am. I am. I went to the gym. I ran my little three miles. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I tired, boss. I'm tired. My ex is blowing me up to take him back now. Oh, hell no. Just enjoy TV. Jada did something strange with some change. So she took a steamy hot shower to wash the filth. When you off punishment, Kev. So these up this updated uh, terms and service with the YouTube thing. So they've already said legally, if you are no longer commercially viable to YouTube, they they may delete your channel. So you know that this starts on after December tenth. I'm his wife, and no, I do not have his Netflix password. <sighs> I thought you had it because you were asking me for it, and I I don't know. You don't need my Netflix password. And nobody else has it. So there. I'm not fucking anybody from Netflix password. Relax. Ain't you supposed to be at work? Ain't you supposed to be at work, wife? <coughs> Hold up. My nose running and shit. Why is, hey, yo, yo, ask my wife why is she not working. Say, hey, Sly's wife, why are you not working? Ain't you supposed to be working right now? Wait, no, don't, don't run, y'all. Don't run. This is. There's no fighting. I just want to know why the fuck she ain't, she ain't at work. I'm waiting for the response. I'm waiting for the response. They tried to hit me with the cyberbully. Yo, X, they told me my... The reason why they demonetized my channel because for hate and incendiary speech. So I... And I can reapply at the end of the month. But I went ahead and deleted all the uh, LMNOP videos. So all those videos, I deleted them shits because I'm sure that was like the, the main reason why. So, so I'm head out. Come on, wait, don't don't leave. No, don't leave the lies you tell. What the fuck you mean? What lies did I tell? Wait, wait, no, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. This is couples therapy. What lies did I tell? I, no one has my Netflix password. <laughs> so what are you what are you saying, dear? No, don't head out. Y'all sit your ass down. Sit your ass down and and, and listen. Now, she, oh, she said she at work. Well. I need you to work work. Our systems are down. Surprise, surprise. The fucking government. What's up? You ready to go to bed? No. Uh, okay. Is it time to end the live Takashi. It's 8 o'clock. Get you. Wait, wait, wait. Wife has time right now. That's okay. Okay, she be all right. Wait, damn, Sly had some respect. You know what? See how you women get all coded up? Look at look at all the women. Y'all fellas, y'all see all the women all coded up and shit. Don't girl, don't take that shit from Sly. Sly ain't shit, girl. Don't let them talk to you like that. See how the women just stick together. The women stay on code. Women stay on motherfucking code. Ain't that about some shit? Anywho, take your ass back to work, wife. That's what you do. Go back to work. Watching you is my work. Oh, my fucking God. When you need help, 
you need some you need uh you need you need uh, some assistance you need a 24-hour cc cctv camera to watch all this okay god damn it don't know watch me sir motherfucking job get the fuck out of here you know what my job is ducking and dodging that's my job ducking and dodging pew 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 commie's with me okay commie's with me she's the one defector from the woman from the woman's side oj's singing you're my dog <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. Wait a minute. That was funny. Wait, 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 wait. That was funny. <laughs> I got to highlight that one. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. That was funny. That's why I'm not married. Uh, nah, listen, man. Marriage marriage is not a bad thing. That, listen, don't let... Man, listen. I'm not speaking for my... No, I'm not using my marriage as an example. I'm just saying marriage in general... I. I get it. The divorce stats are are, are staggering. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a financial risk for me. I, I, I get all that, man. But, you know, I'm not, you know, I ain't worried. Tuck in princess and behave yourself. The fuck? What is that? Y'all not going to worry me tonight. Let's hear the change. Pew, pew, pew. Yep, I'm crying. <laughs> Wait, tell her she has to pay the view. Man, listen, man. She can she can do what she wants. She can whatever. You know, whatever she feels. Whatever. I don't. Do I look worried to y'all? Look, as I look in the camera. Do I look worried? I look sleepy, but I don't look worried. She gonna be all right. Send me this slay. I know. Sandy always wanna try to pull wrinkle motherfuckers and shit. You know. It is what it is. Ms. Now you want to get married? Oh, that's God bless your heart. Don't worry, boo. He's out there for you. He's out there for you. Don't get one like Sly. Listen, you want you one like me. Okay. This is this is how I describe myself. This is a perfect way. We're gonna put it, we're gonna put it in cars. Okay. I've always described myself as a car. Say, so um, I'm not a Camry. I'm not a Camry. A Camry is dependable, reliable long lasting will get you there very safe sometimes boring right but it's always dependable it's always there when you need it i am a ferrari i am a ferrari 456 berlinetta i am temperamental okay i'm i'm high i'm high maintenance okay i may or may not get you there but you look fucking good driving it, okay? People look and stop and stare at it. They want to take pictures of it. They want to get next to it. Like, oh, look, it's a Ferrari. I've never been around a Ferrari before. Take my picture with the Ferrari. That's me. I'm the Ferrari. So if you want to get you a boring-ass four-door Camry, huh? You know, unless, unless you want to get you a fucking mid-engine High temperamental, high horsepower vehicle with a fucking V12. <laughs> you know, where it snaps, crackles, and pops from the exhaust. When you go in under the tunnel, you give it gas and just brrr, that's me. Right? Right? I rev to 8,000 RPM. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like a singing V10. That's me. Okay? So no, there's no shame in being a, a Camry. I respect Camrys. 
But when you're on the Autobahn, you see a Ferrari in the fast lane, you get the fuck out of his way. Right? Okay, then. <laughs> that is my car analogy. <laughs> I need a truck. Oh, my God. Wait. Wait, Midnight. How are you a Honda Accord Lex slash Lexus? Those are two different brands. Lorenzo <laughs> said, I think I'm a Camry. There's nothing wrong with being a Camry. <laughs> Wait, single people want to be married and married people want to be single. I've, I've, I hear that. I, I hear that. I recall hearing someone's inheritance is bigger than mine. Yeah. That's why I'm not. I'm not. I, listen. I'm not worried about. I'm not. I'm not worried about a, a divorce. I'm not worried about losing my shirt in divorce. She don't want my money. B, tell everybody you don't want me for my money. B, tell everybody if we ever get divorced, you don't want you don't want shit from me. Tell him. Tell him. She'll she'll say I don't want I don't want nothing from him. I don't want his money. Nothing. T tell her. B, tell everybody. She'll tell you. <laughs> she'll tell you. Hold up. She'll wait for the state to agree with what I just said. It's not about money. Because she ain't letting you go. That ain't the point, Jody. The point is, if we got a divorce, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about alimony. I wouldn't worry about money and losing my shirt in a divorce. Exactly. See, she put it in caps, y'all. I do not want anything from Sly. See? See? So I'm not worried about divorce. See? That's what happens when you, you know... This motherfucker says she a helicopter. You, you know what? So, so, so there it is there. I'm not worried about divorce. So I, I listen to all these Negroes on YouTube. I'm not getting married, man, because divorce. You know, I respect all that respectfully. Respectfully. I'm not worried about that shit. No. Not at all. So, um... <laughs> You got to describe it as a car. She's a deuce and a quarter. I have five woman's a deuce and a quarter. God damn. That, that's the Electra 225, right? <laughs> the Buick Electra with the K. <laughs> this shit went so fucking left. This shit went so fucking left. Now, nah, for real, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, I thank all y'all, for real. From the bottom of my heart, like, seriously, at the end of the day. Um, yeah. So I'm, let me get back to put her in the bed and get back to watching a regular show. Um, but yeah, next, 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 uh, show, I promise the, the, the movie breakdowns will be dope. And, um, Saturday for sure, the Inquisitors for sure. If I don't do shit else, my guys, me and my guys. So with that being said, y'all going to get out of here, go enjoy the rest of your night. And, um, see that, that's that Dateline disc ID discovery talk. Suck that gas, homie. Oh my gosh, this shit went so fucking left. Wait, I wouldn't want nothing from my hubby signed the prenup. I'm cool. We didn't we didn't do a prenup. Oh, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you uh, uh let me tell you what happened at the courthouse. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be somewhat petty. So let me tell you what happened at the I was gonna make this a separate video, but uh, I was like, ah, you know, whatever. Let me tell you what happened when we got to the courthouse. Okay, because she gonna I'm, I'm sure she'll chime in. Right. I want to get married again after I get this divorce, though. Oh, my fucking God. All right. That's that's a two lefts. <laughs>
Um, so we get to the courthouse, right? And the white woman, you know, the, the white woman is right, the clerk. And she says, uh, um, ma'am, okay, now what name? How should I write this name out on the on the certificate? This heifer, this, oh, hush. Oh, now it's hush. See what I'm saying? You see how, see, you see how she was wolfing? She was a big bad wolf, right? But then when the big bad wolf, you know, meet Rambo, right? And, and you know, the fangs and claws come out. Now she wants to talk about hush. I'm going to tell the story any goddamn way. And I'm going to tell her, and I'm going to make it a video when I get time. So let me tell you. So, so we at the clerk. We sitting down. My last name does fine on its own. See, exactly. This heifer, the white woman says, well, ma'am, how do you, uh, how do you spell his last name? She says, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want his. I don't, I don't want his last name. Nigga, you could hear a pin drop. That, that white woman looked at me and then looked at her and she gave you, and she gave her like, oh, you gonna, you know, we're going to beat your ass look like, you know what I'm saying? That, <laughs> that white woman's like, it was, and I'm sitting here looking at her like, what? Like, you know, my fist, this, this shit happened, right? I, I felt my fist tighten up. The white woman's like, Ma'am, um, are you sure? And she was like, Yeah, I, I don't want. And I'm just saying, ain't this about a bitch? This some motherfucker right here. And Nick, I mean, my fist was literally, you know, the whole time. And uh, yeah, right. So so yeah, we uh, <laughs> we still got married. <laughs> right, 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 right. So then, and then, and so then, years later, now she want to be like, I, you know, I changed it to, I put the hyphen. Where? I do, I use it now. Okay, did you call that same white woman clerk out here to let her know? Did you put in a request? No, I just did it. I just hyphenated, and I just do it when I use it. Now it's, now it's permanent. Permanent way. Now she's talking about she have his last name now. <sighs> Do y'all see why I'm the Ferrari? Because <laughs> I got time for this nonsense. <laughs> you see this dumbass shit that I put up with? Listen, that white woman, she was scared for her motherfucker. She was like, Lady, you know, she, she gave her that look like, Lady, you know, you're going to beat your ass when you get home, right? <laughs> It was the most, yeah, it was the Arthur Fist. Because <laughs> the way we're seated, right? Because she's to my left. <laughs> and the white woman's right in front of us. <laughs> and I turned to look at her, and I and I, my, and I felt my fist ball up. And I looked at her. I just, just the most embarrassing. That white woman was, the white woman was genuinely concerned for her life. <laughs> For that she's like, ooh, he, he gonna beat your ass. <laughs> That's a true story. True fucking story. True story. And no, I didn't beat her ass that night. Nah, I didn't. I wanted to. I thought about it. 
a lot, a whole lot every day. Still do. You know what? This story's not over yet. Part two YouTuber arrested for a grievous assault. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to do that to my hubby. You know what? That's not funny. Y'all shouldn't do that. that listen. Oh, 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 okay. Another, here's another thing. Here's another thing. Here's another thing that she, you know, I, I, and, and once again, it goes back to the, the old argument when ladies, when you marry your husband, you become his property, right? Okay. That's not, that has not changed. You are legally his property. And I, I tell her all the time, I call her my property. Now I'm waiting for her to wait for her to say something crazy. Cause she know what the fuck I say is the truth. I, I call her my property. Matter of fact, I say, yo, you're my property. That's how, that's how I say it to her. They ain't, they ain't sliding getting stabbed. Oh, shit. Listen, I sleep with both eyes closed with my back turned. I worry about a goddamn thing. But yeah, I, I call her my pro- my property. Because that's what you are. Oh my God, I know. But you don't have to say it all the damn time. Exactly. Nigga. Yeah. Now, who are, who are out here on YouTube talking to their wife like this? Nobody. Realest nigga right here. Me. Real nigga. <laughs> if I ever start a relationship channel, it's over for you niggas. <laughs> If I ever start a relationship channel, it is over for you niggas. <laughs> All these niggas complaining about women and shit. <laughs> God damn. <sighs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. A real five real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. These goofball ass niggas ain't 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 sniff. Ah, you know what? I'm I'm getting off on the tangent. I was supposed to let y'all go like 20 minutes ago. So my bad. Yo, Cindy, chop off this last motherfucking half hour of this shit. <laughs> Wrap some Chinese phone books and gray duct tape around your home. <laughs> Watch this, I want property. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it. It is that. Listen. Listen, I I get it. You women, at the end of the day, y'all winning in divorce court. But seriously, you're the man's property. That's not that has not changed. You go from being under your father's care. You you go you go from being your father's property to your husband's property. It's a transfer. It's a marriage is a trans as a title transfer. That's it. It's a title transfer. Your father transfer. The responsibilities of taking care of you to the husband. It's really that simple. Shut up, Miss Naya. I am sleepy, but I'm just saying. Wait, wait, what she saying? <laughs> what am I doing? I can't stand this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm gonna do it to more kids. Hey, that was the really shit, though. That was the really shit. <laughs> yeah, so it, that's what it is. It's a title transfer, you know, and then, so you you take on the property, you know, of the form from the former owner. That's all that is, man. I, ain't, I, I don't mean it to, to sound 
uh, like on some slave shit, but that's what it really is. You really are the man's property. That's why you go on, you go under his name and, um, <clears throat> you know, that was, was it funny? It was, it was funny. Give him the granddad. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what, that's why I'm here. I'm here to say things y'all want to say. I'm, I'm here to say it for y'all. My dad keep begging my sister to get married. She 30. Oh my God. He, she 37 and he tired of cutting her along. <laughs> poor pops. Poor, poor pops. But yo, that, that, that was it y'all. That, I mean, um, I would never tell nobody to not get married. Like, even if we go splits, I'll get married again. And I would, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a stay married. You know, somebody gonna, somebody gonna want me. Okay, somebody want all this. Okay, it don't matter if I get married four, five, ten times. Somebody, some woman gonna be like, I'm gonna put up with his shit. I want his shit. I want to put up with him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this woman out there right now, be like, I will put up with his shit. <laughs> and vice versa. I say the same thing to my wife. I said, Yeah, somebody gonna want her motherfucking ass. I was like, yeah, someone would love to for you to be their headache. They would love for you to be their fucking headache. You know? Better you than me. I'm, I listen. I, I don't have. I don't have. I'm not. I'm not going to talk bad about marriage. I will not talk bad about marriage. I just. You know, I believe in it. Is it outdated? Yes. Is it seriously outdated? Yes. You know, you just uh, hopefully you 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 choose you choose wisely. You, you choose somebody that that wants the best for you and has your best interests, you know, and puts you first and and vice versa. You know, you know that that that's my wish that you you find somebody that you know wants to see you grow more than anything as a person. You know, um, I, I've seen a lot of people they're they're in marriages and the 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 mate then you know purposely try to sabotage whatever and hold them back because they're afraid of once that person grows and ascends and shit but yeah i gotta leave you behind because you're not growing with me or i'm too far advanced over you and there's no shame in that you know it is genesis what 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 is it what she's what you say my dad keep at when am i getting married genesis are you a black widow you be over there cutting off men's heads and shit after y'all be mating, are you are you one of those women? Are you a Black Widow? You remember that movie Black Widow? Matter of fact, I need to put that shit on the motherfucking movie list. Black Widow. Who was who was in Black Widow, y'all? The, the one like white chick, Cindy. You remember who the fuck I'm talking about? The Black Widow movie was it Deb Deb Deborah Hunter? No, I don't, I'm getting the names wrong. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Cindy knows. She was real popular back in the in the late late eighties, early nineties. I don't mean not single white female. I mean the Black Widow movie. It was a white woman. I'll look it up. Fuck it. We need a twenty twenty version of Marriage Upgrade. I yeah, I, I believe marriage should be like a sports contract. Every five years, have an opt out clause, and do it that way. That's how. That's how I I, I would I would do it. Aisha Curry syndrome because I've been dating haters. Let me be great, my nigga. Flossie, you stupid. <laughs> oh, you know, I, you know, Deborah Winger. 
Thank you, Edward. My OG knows Teresa Russell and Deborah Winger. She oh, she used to be really, really popular. That's right, fucking Deborah Winger. Put that shit on the list. Black motherfucking widow. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. How about fifty years? Wow. I mean, yeah. Like I said, you meet that. You meet that one. That you meet that one. I'll get you to change your mind. You you never know. So, yeah. Um. All right, for real. For real, for real. I run my mouth for real. Takashi. Takashi. Little girl. This child. Mini me. Okay, I don't, I don't know what she's doing. She's doing she doing her right now. Um, okay, I'm out of here. For real, for real. Y'all have a good night. Peace.